0: Hello, this is Daniel Orton, pastor of Harvest House United Pentecostal Church in Marion, Kentucky. It is our desire to see hurting hearts and minds healed as they are born again into the kingdom of God. It is my desire that this podcast will be a blessing to you and help bring you closer to Jesus. Behind me, so if you don't have your Bible, it is behind me. If you would please stand. For just a moment as we read the word and have a word of prayer I would greatly appreciate that it's just our tradition to do that we like to honor God's word and um I want to say I'm thankful that you're here today I will probably say this again later but we have so many people doing has done so many things today to make this day happen and um we're very thankful for that as you know as far as what we're doing you know the the cooking and the uh the preparations. a lot goes into this type of thing and we appreciate everybody who has been a part of that so well let me let me share what i feel like the lord spoke to my spirit to to share with us today so uh john three sixteen, for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life everybody say everlasting life life. amen Amen. lord i ask you thank ask you to help us today lord we're thankful for your blessings we're thankful for your goodness your mercy thank you for everybody here today god we know that without you none of us would be here and your sure mercies that we're here and you've saved us and you have touched our world and our life god and we're so thankful for all your blessings and everybody that's here today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for standing. Maybe seated. up. I, I do want to say Happy Easter to everyone today. Um, what a wonderful day that we celebrate is Easter. It's nothing, nothing quite like this day that we're celebrating here. It would be cliche to say today, especially since we do this so, so big with uh, some of the other stuff that Easter is not about the eggs that some is hiding right now it's not about the chocolate bunnies it's not about the baskets you see behind me here the food we're going to eat and it's it's not about that I'm thankful that we do put that stuff in there but in case there's any question today Easter is about Jesus it really is and today, more specifically, it's about the gospel. And if I have the title today, this is it's just simply that. I'm going to talk about the gospel today. And I want to tell you today that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of it at all. Sister Velma, I agree with Apostle Paul Romans 1:16, when he said, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because, he said, "For it is." The power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. The gospel is what saves people. The gospel is still the greatest healing and saving agent in this world. It's better than anything else in this world. And it seems like so many don't realize what the gospel can do. But the gospel is powerful. I'm thankful for hospitals. How many we, we have here today may work in, in health care? Anybody? A few worked in health And uh, I, I'm thankful for health care. I'm thankful for rehab. I'm thankful for... The drug rehabs they got out there. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for counselors. A lot of pastors and preachers don't believe in counselors and uh, uh, psychiatrists and that kind of stuff. I'm thankful for them because sometimes we need those things. We need those type of things to help us. But there's nothing like the gospel to fix that stuff. It's nothing like the gospel to fix a marriage. Nothing like the gospel to bring somebody off in of drugs and alcohol. Nothing like the gospel to help bring our mind to the place that it needs to be. And and unfortunately, we have in this last hour we have so many things that's competing with the gospel during these last days. And people are choosing to use alcohol and drugs and pills and stuff to take away the problem. And and people have smartphones and we have uh, we have gaming systems and we have uh, uh, streaming uh, streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and, and people binge watch just to take the pain away and take away the, the uncertainty of life and, and nowadays people are in such a place that, well we just pull out a credit card and we go swipe the credit card and one swipe and we get whatever we want and, and we just sign on the dotted line and we're, we're in debt for years with debt and we, we do all this just to medicate ourselves from the pain of what sin is trying to do to ourselves. We're in an instant gratification Generation that is choosing the temporal things instead of the eternal things. But I've come today to tell us that the thing that will help us more than anything else is still the gospel of Jesus Christ. It still saves people from their sins. It still puts marriages back together. And I know people, uh, uh, they, they, uh, uh, they don't even seem like they need church anymore because ever since the pandemic, we've just got online streaming. We don't gotta go to church. We just got online streaming. And people's gotten comfortable with staying at home and watching the service from the PJs with a Coke in one hand or coffee and and potato chips or a sandwich in the other hand and just say amen from right there but never really being moved but this gospel message it just seems to be another channel that we can flip and if we don't like what the preacher is preaching we'll just go to the next feed or the next YouTube channel or whatever because uh, uh, we don't even see it we'll just archive it we don't go to church on Sunday we'll just catch it on Monday or Tuesday because we know it's going to be there and archive but the gospel of Jesus Christ is still the power of God unto salvation. It's still what Easter is all about. And I'm not ashamed of it today. And I know some people may be ashamed to say they're a child of God or a shout or worship, but I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to lift my hands and magnify God and and thank Him for where He brought me from. I'm a backslidden a Pentecostal kid from all my life. I walked away from God, but thank goodness He saved me one more time because the gospel can reach to wherever we are. Hallelujah. He can reach us and touch our lives. Amen. And so many want to reduce the gospel to just believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can just live any way you want to live. We cannot, we cannot reduce the gospel message down to a dead Jesus hanging on a cross because He is alive and He is still well today. He's still alive and He's still well today. The gospel message of Jesus Christ is still saving. It's still the saving agent for lost humanity. The gospel is still putting marriages back together. The gospel is still delivering people from drugs and alcohol. The gospel still causes us To want to be in the house of God The gospel still makes us love The unlovable people And treat those who don't treat us right And we treat them right anyway The gospel still will cause us To reach to those who don't have the gospel And let them know that you don't have to Die in your sins But there's a God that will save you And bring you out of your sins Dark is this hour that we're living in There's still a gospel that will reach into the dark depths Of despair and pull somebody out With a marvelous light of the gospel prayer God, and more than anything, the gospel will get us to heaven. Amen. Amen. Surely, the goodness, we can look around today, and we can see that even those people who don't attend church on a regular basis, surely you can see something's going on. Something is in the air. You, probably as well as me, have talked to many people They just said, man, what's going on with this crazy world? What is happening? If you haven't noticed, we got chaos going on. Has anybody noticed that? Amen. You go to the gas pump and it costs you more money. How many would have thought the pick five would go from twenty to twenty five dollars? Anybody notice that? Pick five at the marketplace, it's not twenty dollars more now, it's twenty five. The bottles of laundry detergent are getting smaller, but the price is getting bigger. We're living in crazy, crazy times. This stuff going on with Russia over there right now, it could break out any moment. Putin talking about nuclear war. We're in the last time, Sister Lisa. We are in the last days. Surely to goodness, we are living in the last days. And I'm going to tell you today, it may look like People don't want the gospel and people don't want the church. But I come to tell you today that what you're looking for today is the gospel message that will save you. It is the power of God unto salvation. Everybody that's taking drugs, what you're really looking for is Jesus. Everybody that's drinking and and, and carousing around, what you're really looking for is Jesus. You're trying to fulfill that empty place on the inside of you. It's called eternity. Jesus put eternity on the inside of every one of us. And it doesn't matter. A pill won't fix it. A bottle won't fix it. Another relationship won't fix it. The only thing that'll fix that empty place inside of you that's called eternity is Jesus. It's the only thing that you can get on the inside of you that will fix where you're at and I've come to tell you today that this crazy crisis time that we're living in is accelerating the coming of Jesus he is coming back very soon and we need to understand as a church we got to reach this world with a saving message of the gospel because no matter what everybody is saying the gospel still works Amen. it's what the apostles devoted their life to Sister Janet, they died for the gospel. I was listening to uh, uh, Brother David Bernard talking about how do you prove, how do we prove that Jesus actually went to the cross, died, and resurrected? And he, he made this point that I never thought about. He said, Why would all these men give their life for somebody that did not raise from the grave? They gave their life. And it's history. It's documented. It's not just in the Word of God. It's documented in history that these men gave their life for the gospel because they understood that that's what's going to save them and that's what's going to save us here today. And unfortunately, we have a time when people just say, just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and that's all you got to do and you'll be saved. Nowhere in the Bible can we find that. The gospel is more than just easy believism. Because if you just believe, then then the devils are going to be saved. Because I preached about that a few weeks ago. James 2.19 says that the devils believe in one God and they fear and tremble. But they're not going to be saved. They're already lost even though they believe. Well, you can't just sign your name on a roll sheet and be saved. Now, Sister Michelle's back there signing name, but that's not for you to be saved, that's for a chance for you to win a basket or win some money today. But just because she wrote your name down today is not going to make sure that you're saved. There's only one place that our name can be written, and that's got to be in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we must be saved. And we must be redeemed by the way that the Bible says. And we are saved only by the Gospel. And the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Somebody might be thinking, well, Brother Orton, we're sitting here today on Easter. Why are we not talking about the cross and, and the resurrection? I'm fixing to talk about that because that is the gospel. Amen. Listen to what the Apostle Paul, as he tells us what the gospel is, or he tells us what the Easter message is because the Easter this message of Easter is all about the gospel. That's the whole purpose of it. And if this bores somebody that's been a part of the kingdom of God or is a part of the kingdom of God, then we, if that bores me, I need that gospel. Because it's the only thing that will change my life. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1, he said, "Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received wherein you stand. Paul said, look, I'm fixing to tell you what the gospel is. By definition, gospel means good news. Amen. i got good news today for you. Look at somebody and say, he's going to tell you some good news. Amen. Let me tell you what most people will tell us the gospel is. Most people will tell us this is the gospel and this is the good news. Hey, I'll tell you what you can do. Just... Just believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died for your sins, and that's the gospel, that's the good news. That is not good news. If Jesus dying on the cross is good news, then we're in trouble. It's more than Jesus just dying on the cross. Amen. Amen. Pastor Raymond Woodward from Canada said this about Jesus dying on the cross. He said, Jesus dying on the cross is not good news. That, in fact, is bad news in and by itself. And that's why they were weeping, and that's why they were crying. When the, Jesus was hung on the cross and he died, they didn't understand exactly what was going on. They thought he was going to be their Savior. They thought he was going to, at that very time, bring them out of the Roman uh, uh out of the Roman custody where they weren't bound by the Romans and they could set up the Jewish kingdom again, they thought that was what they, that Jesus came to do. And unfortunately that's what a lot of people think Jesus is coming to do just to save you from what's going on in this life right now. That's not the purpose of the gospel, the gospel. and, and Jesus went to the cross and he shed blood for us to cover our sins and I'm thankful that he did that because I was a sinner. Everybody in here was a sinner. Amen. Amen. Everybody in here was a sinner. And matter of fact, everybody in here still sins. Even me. So you're the pastor. I don't care. I still have bad days. And me and Sister Cheryl fuss. And I say more than I should say to her. I don't cuss. I ain't, I ain't done that in years, okay? I don't do that. My, my sin may not be like some what we call rank sinner, but I, I still I get angry. I get upset. And I get depl- de- complacent. And I... But there's a difference between a sinner and a saint. Sinners sin and they keep sinning. But saints, when we sin, we we can go and we can say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. And He will forgive us. As a child of God, a Christian, we're not perfect. And that's why He went to Calvary. He went there to die on the cross. But that's not the only reason. That's not the only thing the Gospel is. Because if He just died... To cover our sins, it's not, that's not enough. So listen what the Apostle Paul, he declares the gospel. He goes on. So let me read that verse again in First Corinthians 15, 1-4 and, and read some more of it. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which you have received, and wherein you stand, but which also you are saved. He's going to tell us right now. So Paul's saying that the gospel's going to save you. So if the gospel's what's going to save us, we need to know what the gospel is. He said, "If you keep in memory what I preached to you, unless you have believed in vain." So he's also telling us here that the gospel is going to save you, but you also can believe the gospel in vain. In other words, you can believe it wrong, and it'll be vain to you, and you can be lost. He said, "I delivered you first of all, which I also received how that Christ died for our sins." And so many want to stop there and say, Jesus died for my sins. But there's more to the gospel than that. He said, according to the Scriptures, as He was buried. And I'm thankful that He died for my sins, but He also was buried for my sins. But if we just got Him in a grave, it's still not doing me no good. i got a dead God in the grave. But I'm thankful there was more to that. He said, and that He rose Again, the third day according to the Scriptures. The Gospel is not one thing. The Gospel is not two things. But the Gospel is three things. Gospel is that Jesus died, He was buried, and He rose the third day for, praise God, my sins. He covered my sins and did as a type of me being baptized... He was buried in a tomb and then as a type of me being resurrected with the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He, raised, he rose from the grave. So the gospel is just not one thing but it's three things. He died for my sins. He was buried for my sins. And he resurrected a new power showing me that I can overcome my own life. Amen. Amen. Again, we all started off as sinners. Romans 5 and 8. The famous verse about sin. But God commended His love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for you. He died for every one of us. He shed some blood for you, Seth. He shed some blood for you, Brother David. Amen. Sister Heather, there was blood reserved for you. He died for our sins. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that He died for me when I was a sinner. But I'm glad He didn't stay there. I'm glad He didn't stay there. And I'm thankful that, that, that the message to sinners was this. If you are a sinner today, here's the first message to you. Repent. Because that's what Jesus said in Luke 24, 45 through 47. He said, Then opened their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. And He said to them, Thus it is written, Thus it behooved or needful, Christ to suffer and arise from the dead on the third day that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. He said two things is going to be preached. Repentance and remission of sins. He said so when you go to Jerusalem this is the message you preach to people that they can be saved. And how is it the what they was going to be preaching it? In his name. So I want to Share with us today and let us know what this gospel is. It's the death, the burial, and the resurrection. The preacher, you've said that a few times. Yes, it is. So how does that apply to my life? Sister Janet, it's more than me just saying. I believe that the Lord died for my sins. That's repentance, okay? That's us saying, okay, I'm sorry, Lord. Would you forgive me my sins? And you have to do that. It don't do no good to to, uh, get baptized if you hadn't repented. You'll go down a wet center, and you'll come back up a wet center. Because only repentance is the place that has sin that's taken away from our life. It's when I say, Lord, this is what repentance is. Lord, forgive me of my sins. And what is sins? It's anything that goes against the Word of God. If the Word of God says you're not supposed to do it, and we're doing it, that makes us a sinner. So let's just, let's just put it on the base level here, the Ten Commandments, all right? If you're, if you're a liar and you don't ask God to forgive you, that makes you a sinner. If you keep on lying, that still makes you a sinner. Base. It's simple. All right? Well, let, let, what about this? If you if you're have a habit when you go into Walmart, getting a few extra things to stick in your pocket and walking out, the Bible says you're not supposed to steal. That are not steal. If you're doing that and not asking for forgiveness, guess what happens? You're a sinner. You have to ask for forgiveness. So, basically, that's just the base level of, okay, we just say, all right, Lord, I'm sorry for being a, for being a liar, and then we don't lie no more. That's what real repentance is. We say, I'm not going to do it no more, and then we don't do it no more. All right? That's just the base level of, of what uh, repentance is. And then, that, what that does, God forgives you of your sins... That's a type of what Jesus done at Calvary. He died on the cross. What happened? The flesh died on the cross. When we go to an altar and we repent, our flesh dies, our our fleshly desires. Our our fleshly desires is this, Sister Janet. Uh, My fleshly desire is that if Brother David comes up and he he calls me some bad names, he wouldn't do that because he's a good guy. If he calls me bad names, my fleshly desires, I want to punch him in the nose. Twice. Twice. That, that's, that's the flesh of that. it's, it's, our, it's the inbred part of us it's that human nature in us that's, it's, it's not good uh, that Paul said in me there is no good thing it's that vile nature of me that, that when I come home from a hard day's work and there's supper not on the table I just want to say where's my food woman <laughs> actually i I get there before she does she had to do that to me I usually got to go before she gets there So, Sister Cheryl don't do that to me though that's, <laughs> This is that nature inside of us. That's the flesh. That's what Jesus crucified was the flesh. He done something that none of us could do it because only the perfect sacrifice could go to that cross and be crucified. Blood from a perfect animal. Amen. That's how sacrifices that covered sin in the Old Testament had to be a perfect lamb, a perfect ram, whatever it is, it had to be perfect. Or they couldn't sacrifice. None of us is perfect. So, none of us could do it. So, Jesus became that ultimate sacrifice, and he went to the cross, and he shed blood for us. Now, that's a type of you and I going to the an altar and saying, Lord, forgive me my sins. That's us crucifying our flesh. Yes. And then, Jesus took that old body that was hung on that cross, or they took that old body that was hung on a cross, and they buried it in a tomb because dead things, if you leave them laying around, what happens? Everybody know? They start stinking. Now I, y'all y'all probably hadn't ever been here like this with us, but we've we've had a few mice in our house every once in a while, and then you know you put out some poles, and then you find one behind the stove, and you're like, I know that mouse is, mouse is here somewhere because I smell it. it, stinks. Or a dead deer, a possum gets killed outside the road there, and, it, and and if you don't go do something with it and bury it, it starts stinking. Well, see, you may go to an altar and say, Lord, will you forgive me of my sins? But and you got to get them sins covered up. That fleshly desire That's why we are baptized In the name of Jesus It's the type of Jesus' body Being put in the grave And we bury him in the grave And we bury ourselves In baptistry In water That covers our sins And the word of God says In Acts 2.38 Peter said Repent and be baptized Every one of you In the name of Jesus Christ For remission of your sins And you shall receive The gift of the Holy Ghost What he was saying Look when you're baptized In the name of Jesus Then you're going to remission we understand what that is, right? I, I'm sorry, Brian. I'm not I'm trying to bring nothing up here with this. I know some others have dealt with this. But when cancer comes into our life, the hope is we won't go into remission. Because when it goes into remission, it disappears. It's gone. And that's what remission means. That sin is still in our lives. But because we've been baptized in Jesus' name, it, it settles it down. It says, okay. You're not there because it's in remission. It takes it out. It removes it. But here's the problem. So many people stop at repentance. They just repent of their sins. They walk outside the church and they struggle to live for God. And then some people go a little bit farther, Brother David, and and they'll, they'll repent and they'll be baptized in the name of Jesus and they'll go out of the church and they'll still struggle really, really hard because we are trying to do it on our own power. There's three levels of this. When you repent, that's something you do. You make that decision. I say, I want to repent. I I ask you to forgive me. And then when you're getting baptized, then you're submitting your life to somebody else. Then you're putting your life into somebody else's hand. And then you got somebody else involved in your life. And they baptize you. You can't baptize yourself. You need somebody else to do it. Okay? But there's a third level to the gospel that we're talking about here today. If Jesus had just died and He'd just been buried in the grave, we'd all be in trouble. But the Bible said that He rose by His own power that same spirit that quickened and raised Jesus from the grave can also live inside of us and we know it as the as, as, as the being infilled with the Holy Ghost and when the Holy Ghost comes in your life it's a game changer in your entire world it changes everything because the literal power that raised Jesus from the grave is living on the inside of you and that's something that God does so we repent that's what we do somebody else baptizes that's what the church does and then God fills us with the spirit and that's what he does to empower our life so we're empowered by the gospel and that's what Easter is all about it's not just about uh, him dying on the cross but it's also about him being buried and also being resurrected that is why Apostle Paul said I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation it's what will save you it's what's called being born again of the water and of the spirit it's the only thing. that's going to save this world. This world, we don't we don't need a revival of or We need a revival of being born again. We need a revival to let people know. People says, "Well, I, and I know this is." here we are, I'll get in trouble. i get in trouble with this stuff and get thrown in jail someday. That's okay. I'm alright with that. If they died for the gospel, I can get thrown in jail or die for it too. That's fine. But we got people saying, oh, I was born that way. This is how I was born. That doesn't matter. Jesus thought of it a long time ago in John 3 and 5 when he looked at Nicodemus he said, except a man is born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He's seen it 2,000 years ago that people are going to say, oh, I was born this way. That's okay if even if he was born that way. You can be born again of the water and the Spirit and it will change your life and you can be a different person. Amen. It is the only hope of this world. In the Scripture that I, I gave us today where it's so famous for, for God so loved the world that who's, that uh, that He gave the, His own begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believing is more than just believing that He died on the cross. Sister Janet, it's believing that He did die on the cross for my sins. And He he did go to that tomb and He was buried for my sins. But Sister Sister Lisa, He also rose from the grave. And what that does, that gives me hope that I don't have to live the way I'm living. I don't have to live in this misery. I don't have to live in all this stuff I'm dealing with. But here's, here's the problem. We think that when He saves us, Sister Ashley, that he's going to fix everything in our life. And this is where people get a hang-up. And this is why people have struggles living for God. It's the very last phrase of that right there. He loved the world enough that he gave that they could have everlasting life. And this is why the Jews crucified Jesus. They crucified him on that first Easter 2,000 years ago. Because they thought Jesus was going to save them from their worldly captivity. If he never delivers you from some things in your life. The ultimate goal, Sister Lisa, is to make heaven our home. That's everlasting life. That's the purpose. This life is short. It's short. When I think about being 51 years old. It blows my mind. I'm on the downward trend, Seth. I have less life left than I have of what I've lived. And Sister Michelle, when I think about that sobering fact that I have less of my life to live than what I have lived. Unless the Lord blesses me, I live to be 103. <laughs> but, man, he's pro- the Lord will probably come back. But if he don't, how old are you now? 31. You shouldn't be 31. These kids, had not been here in a while. Sister Lisa got them on the bus. I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, was it JC? I'm like, gosh, you got tall. We don't realize it's a blink. And we live only for this life. We live only for what I can get now. I can only, if I can just, that's what I, 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 I bet, that's why I'm saying that this, Gospel, this this day, what it's all about, Easter, it's more than bunnies, and I had, I don't know I realize a lot of that stuff probably got pagan uh, roots to it, and I, people fuss about it. I don't care if it gets people in the house of God. We're gonna have Easter egg hunts and give prizes away. I, we're gonna do that if I can get somebody here and they can hear the gospel. Because this is the gospel. The gospel saves you. You can drink your life away. You can dope your life away. You can go from one relationship to the next relationship. And one day, if you're not careful, you're going to wake up. And you're going to be 51. Or you're going to be 61. Or you're going to be on your deathbed and you're going to think, What have I done with my life? I've wasted it. The gospel will save you and you cannot wait this Easter we have six less people in our church that was here last year six less people they left by the way of the grave all the way from 12 to mid 50's they're not here this year We've seen enough death last year. And not counting. Sister Chassie lost her mom too. She don't come here, but she's part of it. And maybe it's some more I'm not thinking about. Right? If it is, I'm sorry. But Jesus is coming back. Mr. Ashley, I was... I'm going to be very transparent. I'm going to... I got so much things I am not even going to say, but I'm just feeling what I'm saying right now. I just want to be transparent and real. At 12 years old, I bought my first joint behind the church, at Star Bethlehem Church. At 12 years old, no big deal. I don't guess a lot of people, but I'm standing before a judge because we had broken into a school. It wasn't enough. Sister Janet, I kept walking away from God. I'll never forget the day. It's 20 years old. And God said, You're going to preach the gospel. I said, No, I'm not. And I ran for five years from preaching the gospel. Finally, at 25, I decided I'm going to preach. And I think about the years of the people that I could have reached and I didn't because I chose instant gratification I chose to let these things of this world be more important than what everlasting life is you're going to look up 31 come fast didn't it 51 come fast I know some of you I got a few years on me got there fast didn't you, you look back and you think how did I get here Sister Valmy, you think, how did I get there, right? This is our statesman here today. Appreciate her. But the gospel is the only saving agent in the world. And we got, we got, I'm I'm preaching from an iPad today. My notes are on there, but we got people, just kids. I go to restaurants and kids are just throbbing phones and and. And throbbed in this and that. And and Jesus is, is reaching out to people. We're so distracted by so many things. But the gospel is still there. It still saves. It still delivers. I'm thankful for AA. I'm thankful for all this stuff. But the greatest saving agent in the world is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because what the gospel is, is God's plan for us to be born again. Back into his presence. Back into the kingdom. According to the Word of God, it's the only way you can be saved. And today I just want to share the gospel with you. That's the gospel. It's a death, burial, and resurrection that covers every area of your life. We repent to our nasty ways and we beard our nasty ways and then he, he'll he fill us with his spirit that'll help us make it through life it's not perfect it don't got everything together but if we're going forward and we're trying our best to push forward with all these elements in our life God will make sure you make heaven your home but you must be born again I'm done today I, I don't know how long I've been up and I'm to be honest with you, just believe God wants to touch somebody today. I got pages of notes I didn't even touch. And I just begin to just talk to you from my heart today and let you know it's the gospel that saves. It's this cross. It's a cross of Calvary. What it represents is from Jesus' birth to all the way to his death, all the way to his resurrection. This is Resurrection Sunday and we celebrate this because he rose from the grave. And you can rise from your grave. It gives us the hope you can rise out of your spot. You can rise out of your depression. You can, you can rise out of your uh, marital situation. You now let me, let, me let me make it tough here. Even if you don't. Because unfortunately, sometimes God don't deliver us from depression. And sometimes God don't fix the marriage. It's not that God don't. It's just that it don't happen because people don't let it happen. But when it's all said and done, the purpose of it is everlasting life. It's eternal. That's the purpose of the gospel. Save us for eternity. He wants to save us eternally. So if you stand with me today, I'm done. I'm going to I'm going to step over here to the the piano and I'm going to sing a song. And I encourage you to come pray today. If you don't know the Lord, you can know Him today. Maybe you're cold, you're indifferent. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, we can make sure you get baptized. And if you've never spoken tongues or you feel the need that you need to be re- refilled with the Spirit today, He can fill you. But I encourage you to come today. Would somebody come pray? we got kids coming up and we got things we're going to do, but... Come on, can we just spend just a moment and talk to Jesus?